Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Talk Podcast. My name's Ben. And I'm the Turtle. And we're so glad to be back in the saddle. We're back. After about three months of, well, life happening and not being able to record a podcast, we're finally back to record a podcast. Here we are. So, and we're joined in the studios by my lovely wife, I can finally say that now, Anna Warner. Anna is here in the studios. Hello. She's here. Yeah. Super duper excited to be back. Uh, Turtle, it has been a long time. It has. It uh, has indeed. Since we've, we've been able to record a podcast, so it's it's been a good while. Uh and I'm glad to be back. Back in action. There's not really anything else I can say that would <clears throat> describe how happy I am to be back recording the podcast. I'll of course. Just like uh, like Mr. Eastwood versus, you know, grabbing our six-shooter and saddle up again and uh, riding out, you know. Did you know he's uh, coming out with another movie here soon? Oh, that's right, he is. Uh, Macho Men. Yes. I think uh, I've seen the trailer for it. it. It looks pretty good. I want to see that, of course. Um I still haven't seen The Mule. I need to watch The Mule. I've heard The Mule's really good. I have not seen The Mule either. You know, he's like in his early 90s at this point now. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think I looked his age up the other day, but I cannot remember uh, exactly how old he actually is. Uh, he's 91 years old. 91, wow. Born May 31st of 1930. 1930. 1930. San Francisco, California. Got three... Oh, got a few kids, actually. Yeah, I know he has a few kids. Like, one one <clears> son <throat> named Scott Eastwood has been in some movies as well. Yep. As and an he is often compared to the... He looks very much like the younger Clint Eastwood. He does. Very much. Very much so. I think... Uh, yeah, you've got Scott Eastwood, Francesca Eastwood, Allison Eastwood, Morgan Eastwood, uh, Kyle Eastwood, Catherine Eastwood, Kimberlyn Eastwood... And let's see. And he is not married. Yeah, I didn't think he was married. <clears throat> I think he's been married before more than once. Uh, he has, right yeah, now. to uh, Diana Eastwood from '96 to 2004, and previously before that, he was married to Maggie Johnson, 1953 to 1984. <clears throat> Although one one of my all-time favorite actors, of course, favorite Clint Eastwood movie. What is it? Hit me with it. Ooh, ooh, that's toughy. That's a tough one. Um, <clears throat> I know. I think Grant Torino. Grand Torino is a good one. And I think Grand Torino and maybe after that Fistful of Dollars. Not seen Fistful of Dollars. Well, see, it's like a, it's like the trilogy with the man with no name. <clears throat> it's a, a Fistful of Dollars, a few dollars more than the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's the same character in that one. You know, Mr. Eastwood has inspired a whole bunch of other, you know, ca- uh, characters among cinema and pop yeah. culture. You know, uh, they definitely uh, gave Wolverine a lot of Eastwood kind of a personality throughout the comics and time by all means. Yeah. Uh, Bub. Bub. And then, of course, actually, in uh, the making of Boba Fett, mm. when they were designing Boba Fett, you see in some of the old, um, which I won't talk about that a lot, I've been on a Star Wars craze, but I've been like Indiana Jones going through the archives, if you will. Yeah. Um, but when they were designing Boba Fett, when Joe Johnson was designing him, they actually gave him a poncho like Clint Eastwood had in A Fistful of Dollars. Oh, really? Yes. And then, if you ever know, see, have you ever know this? Have you ever noticed Empire Strikes Back? <clears throat> okay. When, um, of course, you know Lando is leading Han into that room, and the door opens, and there's Vader. Yeah. And of course, Han starts blasting, and Vader's just you know blocking the shots. Mm-hmm. He just grabs the blaster with the force. 
Yeah. And then you hear cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. They, 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 you know, he's got spurs, or like that sound. So that is alluding to the man himself, Clint Eastwood. Exactly. That's, that's what they're kind of coming from. And uh, <coughs> part part of the reason, part of the idea for Bubba Ball means, and I don't even know, but uh, back in Mandalorian Season 1, not to get on sidetrack here, but um, the episode where uh, Mando goes Tatooine for the first time, uh-huh. And Finnick. You remember at the very end where there's somebody walking towards Finnick and you, you hear Spurs to ching <clears throat> to ching. I knew instantly I was like, that's gotta be a boba. Yeah. And then of course in season two it was. Yeah. Of course. That you know, season two of the Mandalorian was actually really, really good. I have not seen uh, you know, Disney release the uh, the gallery, the Mandalorian talking about season two, and I know Mark Hamill is in that about reprising his role as Luke Skywalker. Yes. Uh, but I have not seen that episode, so I don't know what's in it. You have to watch it. I will say this one thing, that apparently they kept this like kept it so secretive mm-hmm. that uh, Dave Floney actually told everybody that it was going to be Plo Koon who showed up and, sa- and saved the day. Oh, wow. And they even did concept art of Plo Koon actually like, taking down the Dark Troopers, even. That like extent of keeping things a secret, that way nobody would find out that Luke actually was going to make that appearance. That's awesome. And actually, yeah, I just got the audio for uh, with Boba Fett. Yes. And Han Solo, so I'll play that real quick. Oh, yeah. We would be honored if you would join us. There's those. There's those spurs. That ching, ching. There they were. Yep. Man. Awesome, awesome thing right there. Love, love the old Star Wars movies. Empire Strikes Back is is a pretty good is a pretty good Star Wars movie. I, oh, well, I means as most people's favorite, really. Yeah, it, it's a good one. I don't think it's my favorite. Return of the Jedi is my favorite, but oh yeah, it, it's it's second for sure in the original trilogy. Well, without further ado, it's time for this day in history. Turn oh, what yes. you got for us today. Indeed. Well, I'll just uh, kind of cover things briefly, not in-depthly or detail per se, but the biggest one today, and I'm doing this in history of like the, the day of recording of this podcast, so September 2nd, 2021, on this day, all the way back in 1945, Japan officially, formally, surrenders to the Allies bringing it into World War II. So, of course, you know, if you, uh, you know, um, Nazi Germany fell first, so mm-hmm. VED happened bef- in 1945, but a few months before, you know, so, but the war finally went, went to a complete end on this day in September 1945, you know, and, it, and the um, Japan former surrenders to the Allies on the USS Missouri. Oh, wow. And Tokyo Bay. Is where it all went down. So you had uh, General MacArthur, most of all of these, you know, the big generals and admirals from both sides met together, signed the, the documents of, you know, the war is over, and you know the world, the world has never been the same since. That's you know, awesome. Of course, uh, you know, right before that happened, you know, President uh, Roosevelt had passed away, so Truman, his vice president, had become president at that point by default, right? As, yeah. it, as it does, and uh, that's one of the biggest one. That's the biggest thing for today. I was touching on it briefly. Um, of course, as well, deviating, well, here we go, some of the more interesting, just kind of random facts. In 1969, the first ATM opens for business. 
Oh wow! The first ATM. So you know, changing the game on mm-hmm. you can get your money and how? Yeah, you know, by all means. I mean, how many people use an ATM on a daily basis? Exactly, on a daily basis, by all means. You know, and then on 1969 too, uh, kind of a big. Uh, event in the Vietnam War was the Vietnamese president and communist icon of North Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh, had dies. Mm. Big deal, by all means, for the Vietnam that War. That is a very big deal uh, concerning the Vietnam War. And then, of course, in a American history, in 1789, um, well, I meant to say American Revolutionary uh, history, in 1789, Congress founds the U.S. Treasury. In 1789, so the U.S. Treasury is founded. 1789 is a big deal for, of course, the you know the fairly still young and brand, brand new country. You know, yeah. has U.S. Treasury is founded in 1789. Wow. Um, another kind of side fact, you know, president, former President George H.W. Bush, so senior, if you will, uh, he was in the Navy, of course, in World War II. So Navy, Navy aviator George H.W. Bush and his squadron attacked. It's kind of just a random fact there. Yeah. He was World War II as well. And then I'll end off with this, my good friend. In music, Michael Jackson earns his 12th and final solo number one with You Are Not Alone. Oh, wow. On this day in September 20th, September 2nd. Oh, there we are. There it is. Here we are. Here it is. Yes. Yeah, it's here. The day is gone. I'm still all alone. How could Hmm. Michael Jackson. That's his 12th and final solo number one right there. 12th and final. So, I mean, think. That's impressive to have 12 number ones. You think about yeah. it. it. It is pretty impressive. You know, but you know, Michael Jackson was a very impressive artist. I really liked Michael Jackson. You know, his music, honestly, especially in his prime in the 80s, you know. I mean, Thriller, Be It. I mean, you can go on and on about this. Just the hits that he did, you know, yeah. the music that he did. That is true. But that's it for This Day in History, my friend. Well, that was a fantastic This Day in History. I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you, man. Good job, Turtle. Good job. It's 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 interesting to, to be gone for so long. And then, you know, it's all back to This Day in History. We're right back on the road, you know. <clears throat> all right. Well, I have the word of the day. Word of the and day. And the word of the day for September 2nd. 2021 is the word DOF. DOF. D O F F. D O DOF. F F. That's an English word. It is the verb. verb. What does it mean? Uh, DOF means to take off or remove a hat or piece of clothing. I have never heard that word anywhere in my Example. life. Example. The public address announcer asked fans to salute the field of 33 cars as they zipped around the illustrious track on the warm-up lap. Thousands and thousands of fans doffed their caps and roared in approval of the drivers. Huh, doff. Let me, let me doff my hat and place it let in the me, hat rack here. Let me doff. Doff my hat to you, my sir. My hat to you. Oh, let me I feel doff like my. I've heard my father say that. He probably has. Wow. And his father, uh knows a lot of really big words. Big words. And it can be really scary sometimes. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, because he'll say something, you know, and you're like, man, what the heck did he just say? What, is he, what does he mean? Like, Let me get out my dictionary, dictionary and, and figure out what it is or Google it. Flipping through just pages. It's absolutely insane, but yeah, that's 
Yeah. Wonderful. Doff. Doff. D-O-F-F. D-O-F-F, the word of the day. Doff. <laughs> and there it's a verb, is. okay. There it is. Nice. There you go, folks. We'll spice up your uh, vocabulary a little bit more there. Yeah. I mean, if, and if you if you want to spice up your vocabulary, you don't know how to do it, go to merriamwebster.com. Subscribe with your email to get daily emails about the word of the day. I did it. I get them all the time, actually. Let's see. What was yesterday's word of the day? Let's check that out. Uh, yesterday's word of the day, September 1st. 1st. 2021. There it is. Uh, September 1st, 2021. Or where the day is? Oh, it's going to take me to the page. Sorry. Where the day is? Regnant. 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 Regnant means reigning or dominant. The regnant kings commanded their armies in battle. Hmm. So that is... That's what the word is. That's interesting, is. too. I never heard that before either. Regnant. Regnant kings. Dominant. But yeah, it's in my email. I... I subscribe, and there's sometimes nice. sometimes it'll say like you know, are you sure you want to you know continue to receive emails from this because you never open it, but but it's there. It's there. It's it's, it's there, there if I want it. Yes, that's the main thing. It's there. It's there, and that's all that matters. But yeah, so word of the day today. Nice. Doff. Don't forget it. And if you did, just go to MerriamWebster.com and search D O F F, and they'll tell you it's Doff. There you go. Nice. Thank you, my good sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pop culture news. Got anything? Oh my gosh. I mean, if we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. There's so many things going on right now. It's a big buzz. It, it is a very big buzz. Lots of um, things. Lots of things. Hit me with it. Well, I guess we'll, yeah, we'll talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, uh, people were wondering if a trailer would even happen. People were making jokes, actually, that the trailer would be the end credit scene after the movie. Because we've been waiting, you know, it comes out in December, and this yep. is now September, and it just now finally dropped. Yep. December 17th, I believe. Yes. I've watched the trailer too many times. It's incredible, because, you know, we've, uh, it's been talked about mm-hmm. so much, hyped up so much about who's going to be in it. Is it going to be a multiverse thing? Is it going to bring back the previous actors that played Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield? Is it going to bring back the, you know, some of the previous villains mm-hmm. from the previous Spider-Man films? And for sure, in this trailer, we're going to get uh, Doctor Strange... Yep. Mr. Uh, Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch, of course, is Doctor Strange. Absolutely. Tom Holland is Peter Parker, of course, as he's been so far the past few movies in the and MCU. And I have only seen him in Avengers. I've not seen any of his solo films. Yet. Solo Spider-Man okay. films. So I don't know how that goes there. Um, I I like both Homecoming, and it's probably the one I like more actually than Far From Home. Homecoming. Yes. Because uh, Homecoming is a great Spider-Man film, but Far From Home kind of gets bogged down because. It's the first MCU movie right after Endgame happens, so it has to pick up. Not only is a Spider, not only is it a Spider-Man film, it has to pick up all the ramifications, repercussions of everything that happened in Endgame as well with Iron Man. So it has a lot going on, per se. Interesting, but it's it's still good. But it's just got a lot going on, uh, a lot of ground to cover because of that. Um, well, but, you know, I think uh, I think it broke a record too. It probably did uh, for the. Uh, yeah, broke record. Making more money for the mouse. Oh, broken leg, no. <laughs> broke record. Oh, here we go. All right, Spider-Man No Way Home, which has broken the record for the most viewed movie trailer in 24 hours. The highly anticipated trailer caught many people in its web, racking up 355.5 million views across all online platforms in 24 hours. Holy cow. GuinnessWorldRecords.com. There it is, right That's there. incredible. That's of course, incredible. you get Doc Ock. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, Alfred the Alfred Molina. 
uh, Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, you know, he's yeah. there for sure. He's like, he'll, you know, he's there, right there, in flesh and blood. There he yeah. is. And then, of course, we get to the nice Green Goblin William Dafoe laugh and his pumpkin bomb drops, mm-hmm. which also William Dafoe is revolving from the first Spider-Man <clears> film <throat> with Tobey Maguire and yeah. Sam Raimi as and well. And then we've had, uh, there, were, uh, there was yellow lightning bolts, which signified Electro. Yes. Uh, I think there were a lot of villains that were, sh- Show, like, you know, things. in the trailer yeah. that was just like, boom, you know, this is what we're going to do. So I think they're going to do, it kind of reminds me, see, like, in Spider-Man's uh, mythos, there's the Sinister Six. Yeah. The Sinister Six is kind of like, usually six of his kind of main Rose Gallery will team up, you know, and come after him. Yeah. Well, you know, I've tried to get Anna to watch the trailer, but she doesn't watch it. I don't like trailers. You don't uh, like trailers? That's a, I, understand. I, can, I can respect that. I understand that. You I'd know. rather just watch the movie. Yeah. A lot of times yeah. with trailers today, I will admit, they kind of give a lot of things away sometimes. A little too much. Mm-hmm. But Ben loves trailers. I, I do say, love trailers. I do, too, because it gets me hyped up by all means. Yeah, it does me, too. Which, now, too you're, impatient. You're a huge Spider-Man fan, though. Yeah, Spider-Man's my favorite. Yeah. So awesome. There you go. Yeah. But uh, Nice. Yeah. But I still don't want to watch the trailer. No, you still don't want to watch the trailer. Maybe, maybe I'll get her to watch the trailer here in the next few months. Maybe so. I know I'm going to take her to see the movie. Of course. Uh, and what other movie are you going to take uh, her to Clip see? Clip the Big Red Dog. Yes. Clip, that's right. I forgot. They're, it's they coming out uh, November, I, I think. I looked it up the other day. Uh, let's see here. Clifford the Big Red Dog. They're, I can't believe they're making a movie on Clifford the Big Red Dog. December 20... Well, that's in the United Kingdom. <laughs> Raised it, you know, I can in the UK. I think most people I can remember very much memories of reading the Clifford the Big Red Dog books growing up in school, in elementary school. I read it. I read yeah. it a few times. But do you remember? Uh, did you take the ACR test? Uh, that's what it was called back then. You know, you read your book. Accelerated. Take the reading. ACR test in the library. Yeah. I, remember the, I remember those days. Good times. Oh, Good times terrible. indeed. <laughs> I hated I hated accelerated reading. I hated it. It was such a burden to me. Because you don't like to read. I, that's a, yeah, that's right. I don't. I don't like to read. I it like to awful. read more now than I did in school, though. Like I wish yeah. I would have liked to read more then, because I had time to read and motivation. Yes. Yeah. And now it's just like if I read, cool. But right. Yeah. But I like to read now. So. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't like to read. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> I've I've tried and. Uh, did premarital counseling and I read the books. Nice. You did not read the whole book. <laughs> uh, I, I, read, I, read, I read most of the books to the epilogue. You've been caught red-handed, son. I have. Mm-hmm. It's called marriage. Dun dun. But dun. I, I mean, I, I read the majority of the books, though. The majority. I, I read over fifty percent, maybe seventy-five. <laughs> you read like. The Three first quarters. half, and then you skimmed the other halves before our sessions, and you're like, okay, That's I got it. Not. <laughs> you, dog, you. <laughs> You've got like five books over there that you started that you haven't finished. Woo-hoo. Well, life happens. <laughs> but yeah, that's why we're making this podcast. Hey, hey, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's a live update. Live update. Because yeah, life yeah. happens. We've been off the air for almost three months. Has been that long. It's been that long. Our last episode, uh, the day of days. Day days in June. Uh, June was published June eighth, twenty twenty one. Yes. It is September second, twenty twenty one. This episode comes out September third, so it'll be Uh, out 
you know, the next day. The next day. Um, and it's been about three months. I guess it has, yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been, you know, it's been about three months. Yeah. Which is crazy. A lot can happen in three months. By all means, yes. Uh, you know, we got married. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes. And, uh, well, let's start that off with our life update. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> all right, Nanners. Mm-hmm. Questions. What was the best part about the wet the wedding day? Uh, uh, I just blindsided you, didn't I? Probably the reception. Cause the like, reception. It wasn't nerve wracking. Like it was, we were married. It was done, and then like we just got to see everybody. You're yeah. just having a it good was, time. It was kind of over, over yeah. and done with. Yeah, the, like the ceremony a, was behind us. Right. Take a deep breath and just like have fun <clears> after that. Yeah. Well, one thing that I did not realize is how, you know, you plan. We planned for, like, what, a year and a month or something? Yeah. We planned for a year and a month, and we were, like, like we stressed. We put so much time, so much effort into it, and the ceremony literally was 30 minutes. And it's gone. Right. Yeah. So. so But that's why you pay for pictures and video. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is true. And to anyone getting married enjoy the process yes because it's going to be over before you know it like it's that. like it's here and then it's gone then it's and it's gone. like oh i can't do it again because it's gone <laughs> it's gone <laughs> i don't know where that come from uh personally but yeah I mean, it's just like it's here one moment and, and it's then gone. boom it's gone and then you're like oh maybe we are yeah you and know? we've got the pictures to remember it but right but uh, my, my favorite part about the wedding day, favorite aspect was probably the reception, just because of the atmosphere. Everybody just having a good time, fun, having, having fun, you know, having you know. a good time. But then it was also, uh, it was also awesome to walk into our venue, I walk into the church, and uh, <clears throat> I'm going down the hall and I see you and Thomas over there, and they're yeah. like, "What's up, man? It's wedding day!" Hey, it's and I felt like the most important man. In that, and I was the most important man. <laughs> <in the wedding. laughs> yes, because it was my wedding. But I just right. was like, man, I feel like a, I feel like an NFL star, a celebrity, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like a celebrity. So, you know, it was it was pretty awesome. Like, a, you know, hello there, Mr. Warner. You know, uh, hello there. Yeah, hello there. Are you ready for this? You ready for this? It's like, it's like, are you nervous? Are you nervous? Yes, well, I'm nervous. Of course you're nervous. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I, I don't know why people ask that. Of course, you're going to be nervous. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's that's I, a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. You're going to be nervous. Just, uh, just put two and two together. Yeah. What <clears throat> What are some things that went wrong? Is there anything that went wrong that you still haven't told me about? <sighs> Not that I know of. Not on top of my head. Our lights quit working. <clears throat> yeah, you our lights did quit oh, yeah. working. Yeah, we did try to do that. Yeah, our our lights quit working, and uh, that's really that's really the only thing I can think of. It. And the wind point. was blowing. Everything kept blowing down. And my yeah. son's breath. Yeah, it did, the pictures it did and stuff. Keep, yeah. yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that was. But the weather was beautiful, <clears throat> though. It was overcast. Yeah. It was still nice because it wasn't too hot at all. Yeah, it was nice. The sun wasn't really out. It was. It was a perfect down. night. It really, it really was. was. Mm-hmm. It was really great. Uh, I think the only thing I can think of is that uh, towards the end of the ceremony, was it called uh, your boutonniere? My boutonniere? I was like, mine anyways, for some reason, <clears throat> like fired off like a projectile off my, <laughs> off my tux. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that or not. That's I didn't awesome. notice. I didn't know, like, yeah. <clears throat> I'm, like, I can't remember. I remember like you're, uh, I think you're, uh, I think Becca noticed I think yeah. Mika noticed, and I was just like standing there, and like 
here, you know, ready to waiting to go down the aisle because y'all are going to go and we're all moving. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm standing there, like I just turned, and just go, and I guess the way it was pinned, and when I moved, like I kind of moved like the outer jacket, of course, moved, <laughs> and then it just goes. I'm standing there, like you know, just waiting, and then, pew! It's like like a projectile just fires, like. Pew! It's like somebody shot a cannon. Yeah, it's like somebody just shot like a cannon, or just you know, like <laughs> just fired like a. Yeah, that's funny. I it's didn't hilarious. know that. Yeah. Because see, like you know, we you know we were heading out the doors the, the, the right. through the church, so we were like, I don't care what's happening right yeah. now because you know we're I mean we're married, like we're gone. It's, it's over with, right? Yeah, it's over with. But yeah, don't it, know, it, like where we're going. It fired like a projectile, and I, I just kept my cool. I said, nope, I'm not, I'm not even gonna look down. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going. And then of course after it, we're all done, I went back and recovered it. And I think believe you, I'm actually um your pastor. Recovered it for me, anyways. Yeah. He had it for me as I when I went back to retrieve it. That's awesome. That, that is. But awesome. it was, that was pretty hilarious. It just I just turned and shuffled and it just fired <laughs> off and, and it was gone. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I tell you, uh, I think our ushers forgot to take our mothers back out. Yeah. So after you and I oh, walked out, yeah. they were supposed to come back and start the family exiting. Oh yeah. And they didn't, which nobody came. Our coordinator was already at the reception, so she <clears> wasn't <throat> there to tell them. Yeah. And so, brother Jeff realized it and just dismissed everybody. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't even think about that till you mentioned it. Now, like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was. It, I think it was just kind of a thing where it was just like. I don't know. It was just like, yeah. it, just, it just didn't happen. I mean, something's going to go wrong. Like, yeah. every wedding, there's going to be something. and Some little, some little something's going to yeah. just be a little off, of course. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Thankfully, it, I think that, that's probably the biggest thing then, I guess, because everything else that yeah. everything else was everything else was good besides you know like some boot and ear firing off like a projectile, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad it didn't just hit anybody in the eye or anything. Yeah. yeah, I mean everything else was perfect. Uh, it was a great day. It was great. It was lovely, uh, lovely, lovely wedding. Wonderful yeah. time. Honeymoon was great. Tybee Island, Georgia, highly Georgia. recommended. Georgia. Uh, it was fan. Georgia. It was it was really really fantastic, and uh, I really really. Enjoyed Tybee Island, for sure. Nice. In Savannah. Oh, Savannah. Savannah. Oh, my heart. (laughs) I, listen, I loved Savannah. I thought Savannah was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, We had, I got to be in the same square. Savannah has what, 24 squares? Yeah, something like that. They had 26, but they two burned down. Mm -hmm. But you had uh, Forrest Gump. Was filmed there, yeah. Was filmed there, and like the whole shot. And they were like, oh, this is the shot with the steeple and the feather. And then it's like, here's where he sat on the bench at. I got to be in the same spot where Tom Hanks sat on the bench, and it was Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. So that was really, 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 really cool. That's awesome. Uh, We did a carriage ride through Savannah. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was really, really, really amazing. Highly recommend it. Very expensive, but Mm -hmm. I highly recommend a carriage ride. Okay. If you're yeah. only going to be there one time and do it one time, go ahead and do it. it. Do it. Yeah. Well, if, our, if it wasn't our honeymoon, we probably wouldn't have paid for it. But no, it was worth it. No, it was it was totally worth it. And our guide was fantastic, and she took us around the city and and showed us, you know, exactly what what the city was all about. A lot of history there too. You've told me there you is a lot me. of history, and there's a lot about dead bodies. A lot of like. Uh, Weird, uh, spooky things, right? Yes, multiple different haunted bed and breakfasts, multiple Lovely. different haunted hotels. 
There's a cemetery where there's like, what, 600 headstones, but there's like 16,000 bodies underneath the surface. Good yeah. grief. And a lot of the sidewalks are <clears throat> built over. Yeah, are mass graves. And like the, the bricks will have like a little circle in them, and that's a headstone. But they just didn't have anywhere to put them, so right. they started putting them under the road. And they were renovating one place, and they started digging up the floorboards, and there were just body parts. Yeah, it was, or a, bones it was that an were old hospital. During the Civil War, when Sherman marched the sea through the like, East Coast. Every, oh, like, yeah. if they amputated limbs or if they <laughs> ran out of places to put bodies, they just buried them under the floor, yeah. like, on that bottom floor. And now it's a hotel, and you can stay there. That's, that's, that's wonderful. And you have, you have to sign a waiver. When you check in saying, you know, I understand this is a haunted hotel and I will not ask for a refund. And a refund will not be given to me if I get scared. It's crazy. Yeah, and people, they say, like, people that <clears throat> stay there, like, will, like, like their limbs will start hurting or they'll, like, have dreams that their limbs are being cut off. A lot and of then, spooky like, stuff. they'll wake up and, like, they're fine, but... But they just, have, that like, that feel, eerie feeling of yeah. it happening happens. Yeah. Good yep. grief. We learned that on our ghost tour. Which wasn't, it, it wasn't like scary, creepy. It was, just, it was basically like a haunted history tour. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I've been coughing this whole time. I just oh, need to drink. Um, but yeah, like the uh, the ghost tour we took was the more family friendly tour, and it was more haunted mansions, haunted mm-hmm. houses. Yeah, because we were scared. Yeah. Uh, cemeteries. So we didn't want it to be scary, so we did the family friendly one. I got you. Yeah, there was one that was like brutal murders, demons, possessions, oh darker hauntings. We were like, yeah, we're good. We'll stick with the haunted houses. Because <laughs> we did not want to do the stuff with the demons. That's for sure. Well, Turner, what's been going on in your life the past three months? Well, uh, <clears throat> I mean, mainly just uh, started to get uh, start to just start a new job, of course, recently. Yes. Uh, I'll just say that uh, um, it's the first job I've ever had where it's really decent, really decent pay and really good benefits, actually, for the first time in my life. So that's awesome yep. exciting by all means, and I'm very thankful for that. That's awesome. Are you enjoying it? Yeah. It's all right. You know, at the end of the day, sometimes, you know, you just you, you get jobs because of, like, your benefits and pay versus you know what may may not necessarily you know just love it or enjoy it per se you know that's just kind of how it is sometimes um but yeah it's good i'm very thankful for it by all means i'm glad i was able able to get it and uh yeah but mainly what i've been doing actually my friend is i've been reading a lot of uh like art of star wars books actually i've been in a heavy uh, just Grind of getting a bunch of making of Star Wars. Like recently, he just passed away, very unfortunately. But a man by the name of J. W. Rinsler, he worked at Lucasfilm for about actually 15 years, and he did a lot of other things before that. But he was an editor, editor and publishing mainly, and publishing books and stuff. And he worked with George and talked to George about making of like Star Wars books. Yeah, and uh, I'm still learning a lot more about them. Um, there actually is a more recent interview from this year. That you can find on YouTube with uh, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, uh, Rebel Force Radio. Rebel Force Radio. The best Star Wars podcast probably ever uh, that's out there, honestly. And uh, they have a full long interview with uh, J.W. Rinsler actually on their YouTube channel, right? Yeah. And But uh, he has made, um, he's done, so, I mean, there's so many books, honestly. A whole lot of books. I've got the storyboards for the original trilogy. Hmm. The storyboards, of course, you know what a storyboard is? 
Storyboards are used in animation, they're used in live action films traditionally. And what a storyboard is, is that an artist will, like in panels, <coughs> will draw out like a sequence of a shot. So like they'll draw out like a action sequence or like just a camera like a sequence in a movie or a film. They'll draw yeah. it out like camera angles and stuff and what's going on in this scene shot. And that's what the, how traditionally films were done was by storyboards um, before things became digital, you know, because it was drawn by hand and animation the same way before like previs was a thing. And that's a whole other topic we can talk about. Um, if you need to really watch the man, if you watch the Mandalorian Gallery edition, like the, the season one stuff. A little bit. I was saying, really watch all of it because they dive into previs. Because what previs is, is it's like a it's rough CG animation that is used. Like they'll actually make a whole animated sequence of a, of what's going to happen. Like Mandalorian, they actually have a CG rough CG version of Mando like doing his thing actually through the episode. Oh wow! And that pretty much is like a digital storyboard essentially, from my understanding, from what I've gathered. And George Lucas kind of really pioneered that because. Uh, J.W. Rensler, of course, he did an awesome book over all the storyboards for the original trilogy because it was all, all those are all done by hand. So it's it's for A New Hope, Empire Strikes, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, right? We well, also did a book I have over the prequel trilogy. Hmm. Well, more, most of the storyboards in the prequel trilogy book were Episode One because Lucas was trying to push and push and push to really like push what digital effects could do, what he could do digitally, and really trying to push the medium of what like what you could do with movies, and so. Most of your storyboards are over episode one. There's a good chunk over episode two, but by the time he hit episode three, actually, he really made mainly using previs and going all digital. Because hmm. actually, um, on the behind the scenes of Revenge of the Sith, you can watch um, a previs of you know the scene where Obi Wan is chasing Grievous. Yes. On like Grievous got that like mm-hmm. that, um, that wheel vehicle. And um, one's on the creature called a boga, which that's the name of the creature he's riding, that reptile kind of, uh, kind of creature. Yep. Um, that sequence, actually, you can watch behind the scenes of Revenge of the Sith if you have the DVD or Blu-ray, or you can find it on YouTube as well. Most of, most of all, on, all that's on YouTube now. But um, that's a previous shot, and so it's like real CGI animation of, him, of that sequence. And by the way, um, Steven Spielberg actually directed that sequence, actually, by the way. That's I, awesome. I learned that behind the scenes that, of course, Mr. Lucas and Spielberg are great friends. Of course, Lucas created Indiana Jones, but Spielberg directed Indiana Jones, and so forth. But anyways, I have those books. I have also, J.W. Rensler also did a definitive books over each original trilogy film, like Making Of. Like, it's everything you need to know, essentially, behind the scenes of making of the first Star Wars film, Empire, and Return of the Jedi. I have the first Star Wars film, and I have Empire. Hopefully, in the near future, I'll have Return of the Jedi as well, after the whole, all three. Oh, that's awesome. But I've been mainly doing that, studying also my Ralph McQuarrie books, and I've been just diving into deep, deep Easter eggs and behind the scenes and just interviews and just all kinds of just, like, absorbing information and learning, like, how did they do this, and when, you know, all the just... That's always interested me, anyways. You know, I've always been a fan of storytelling, like how it's done, why is it done, why did, why did they do this or how they do that. You know, yeah. Star Wars in general is known for how they push special effects and how great it looked and how amazing it was accomplishment that it did that. You know, uh, with back in the original trilogy, all the models they used to the digital effects used in the prequel trilogy, of course, even the effects in Mandalorian, which kind of has a combination of both of those. Um, which, by the way. Speaking of, of that, um, the Bad Batch just wrapped up recently as well. 
and it's confirmed for a second, second season, season, I believe. Yeah. Yes. And by the way, I wanted to mention in the episode War Mantle, where they go to rescue Gregor mm-hmm. from that secret facility, right? Yes. In the mountain, and we see like clone commandos are training the first wave of TK troopers, you know, which is the designation for a stormtrooper. Which, of course, we first hear the term TK all the way back in the first Star Wars film. Yes. That's their designation. Of course, clone troopers are CT, your commandos are CC, clone commandos, and then your stormtroopers are TKs. Well, I don't know if you recognize their armor they're wearing, the TKs, but that actually is the original armor that Ralph McQuarrie designed when he first designed the Stormtrooper armor anyways. Oh, really? So that was his initial paintings and sketches of the Stormtrooper mm-hmm. armor was that, that armor design. Of course, that wasn't the design that we saw in the original film and what became the final product, but now we get a nice deep Easter egg of, and in story it makes sense, because it's like the first ones that were in kind of experimental armor, you know, because we're going away from clone troopers now. Yeah. We're going to regular conscripted people, you know, regular people from across the galaxy. So that was pretty amazing to see the Ralph McCoy armor, and everybody kind of like was pretty jazzed about that. <coughs> and of course, seeing the commandos in a big way as well. And uh, by the way, too, you know that the um, facility where Nala the Kaminoan scientist, gets brought, she gets yes. brought to that facility there? Mm-hmm. That facility, my friend, and of course, uh, spoilers, uh, spoilers all around, by the way. Um, sorry, it's it's on Disney Plus, go watch it. Mm-hmm. It's spoilers, yeah. anyways. The facility that they get brought to, by the way, that facility is actually, it's actually the same facility that's mentioned all the way back in Timothy Zahn's novel from 1991 called Heir to the Empire. That facility is actually a secret like like a, a Palpatine, like a secret facility for Palpatine actually for the Emperor really yes and of course heir to the Empire also introduces a certain character named Grand Admiral Thrawn ah so I think they're already really laying groundwork and planting seeds to tie into what's going to happen in the Mandalorian actually I'm pretty sure because you know as Mandalorian season 2 Ahsoka is looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn that is true. And, of course, we also saw some cloning tubes, right, in Season 2 of Mandalorian. In that facility in Navarro they raided, mm-hmm. that was cloning tubes. And, of course, remember Dr. Pershing, the guy from Season 1 that was, you know, uh, trying to get Grogu's, uh, he, he was, uh, like, he was working for the Empire, but he was, he, he was, like, supposed to get Grogu's blood, right? He was, and he was wearing a cloning facility kind of outfit, so it's all kind of like tying in together there, I believe, laying some groundwork there. <clears throat> so awesome. we know that uh, Camino is gone. It's been obliterated, unfortunately, sadly obliterated as we're phasing away from the old Republic into the Empire, right? But I think they're laying, tying in some a lot of connections about how the Emperor was interested in cloning and uh, maybe kind of tying in some stuff And as we go into Mandalorian Season 3. And, of course, the <clears throat> Book of Boba Fett yep. is this December. It's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. I, it's I'm gonna be really good. Maybe they'll drop a trailer for it. Speaking of trailers again, <clears throat> maybe they'll drop a trailer for that. I don't know. I'm surprised they hadn't done it yet. But maybe hopefully they will here soon because yeah. you know. Well, it's it's getting close. It's getting really really close. By all means. Yeah, that's awesome. But that's what I've been up to. So I've been just researching and just learning a lot behind the scenes. I felt like Indiana Jones, if you will. Hey, there you go. Dig up, you know, it belongs in a museum. It belongs in a museum. Not in the hands of a, a mouse, you know, if you mean. Right. 
Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, for me personally, getting married, of course, was the big thing. Of course. Uh, last, I've been in school for, I think this is my second full week back. How's that so, going, by the way? It's going good. Semester's going good? Semester's going good so far. Uh, you know, just, what just are you trying uh, to survive. What's your classes this time um, around? Let's see, I've got circuits two, and then I've got electronics, then I've got kinematics, dynamics, and machinery. Oh, wow. Then I have thermodynamics. Thermodynamics. And I have fluid mechanics. Fluid. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, Sounds like you're going to be uh, maybe building... <coughs> yeah, building a robot. Well, I was going to say, uh, building some droids there, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe like an R2. Build, building some clankers. Build some clankers, some bow droids, you know? Yeah. Maybe R2, maybe a 3PO protocol droid, you know? Astromech yeah, over yeah, there, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what are we doing? Are you going to be working on? Are you going to fix the Millennium Falcon finally mm -mm. and replace that hyperdrive? You know. I cannot confirm nor deny that. Oh, okay. I see. I see. See. Yeah. No. Fluid mechanics. Fluid mechanics. You said circuit, circuits. 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 Electronics. Electronics. Kinematics and dynamics of machinery. Wow. That sounds like some pretty interesting stuff, actually. Thermodynamics. That's a, that's a great word, actually. Thermodynamics. Thermodynamics. It's like, what are you studying? Well, so, well, well I study actually, I'm thermodynamics. A, I'm in thermodynamics, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, uh, sounds it's, a very official, thermodynamics. Yeah. The only, the only downfall to it is that, like, it's very early in the morning. Oh, yeah. So my first classes on Monday and Wednesday begin at 9 o'clock, or 9.10. And then my lab on Fridays, which I have a lab tomorrow, begins uh, yeah. at 8 a.m. Eight. Oh, wow. In Murfreesboro. Oh, wow. About an hour and a half drive, so right. I have to leave here by 6 to yeah. get there on time and get a parking spot. Dang. So tomorrow's going to be rough, but yeah. it's okay. It's we'll okay, it. yeah. Danners, what have you been up to? What's your life update? Just been working. Um, we got a new cat. We did. Tucker oh, yeah. Paws. Tucker Paws. Oh, sweet looking. So, should I tell, like, the whole story? Tell the yes. story. Tell yes. it. Yes, please. Tell us. Tell so, the story. Um, one night, I had a dream. I have weird, crazy dreams every night. Um, I always remember them. They're always vivid. I, I haven't had a, a good sleep in years. But anyway, <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> I had a dream that me and Ben were at, <clears throat> like, an auction or something. Yep. And they were, like, auctioning off cats from a shelter. And so, me and Ben were sitting there, and I was like, "We we don't need one. Like we've already got two cats. We've got a dog. You know, we don't we don't need one." So we didn't we didn't bid on a cat. And then we go back to this room where they had free cats. So they had like older cats um, that you could just take home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "You know, let's just go look. Like we don't need one, but let's just go look." And there's this cat back there with like a, a broken paw. Oh man. Um. And Ben's grandmother used to have a cat with a broken, a broken paw. paw. Okay. Um, it was her back paw, and it was, like, kind of deformed. So, you know, I have the dream, whatever. Um, and then I got up, and I got on Facebook, and our vet's office had posted a picture of this little black and white kitten, and it was like, um, kitten with special needs needs a home. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, you know, I don't need it, but I wonder what its special needs are. So I had to call the vet anyway to make an appointment for mittens, our other cat. Mittens. And so I was like, well, you know, while I'm on the phone, like, 
I'll go ahead and ask about this cat. Oh, she asked. And I asked, and they are like, oh, well, the, the cat has, like, a deformed back paw. Yep. Oh, man. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, no. I just got, it's just I, like my dream. Yep, just like the dream. It's like a dream. It's it's a destiny at that point. It's meant to be. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, okay, like, let me talk to my husband, and I'll let, you know, I make How cool back. does that sound? Yeah. Let me, let me talk to my husband. <laughs> Yeah. And let me see what he says about it. That's so awesome. I Pretty did. Cool. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, we both agreed that we didn't need another cat, but we both really agreed that it. we had to have this cat. Yes. And they said that it was a boy, so I named her Tucker. And then they were like, just kidding, it's oh, a just girl. Kidding, yeah. it's girl. So we uh, still call her Tucker. So her na- her full name is Tucker Paws. That's a nice name. I like that. Um, Tucker Paws. Yeah. It's a very she, cute name. Yeah, she she doesn't cause any trouble. Three cats is no more than two. Yeah. Um, She just eats a little more. Yeah. Uses a litter box every once in a while. You know, she, she loves to cuddle. Um, That's yeah, a, a wonderful story. Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. She's got heart and soul. That's like an amazing Lewis story. In the news. I, I faded in heart and soul in the background. I got you. As you were talking. That's a wonderful story. Little Tucker Paws. Little Tucker Paws has a loving, wonderful home now. She does, and she's very happy. And it cracks me up because that back paw, she can use it just a little bit. Just a little bit. But not enough for you to be like, oh, wow, you know, so she, she can she, actually walk on it. So she runs sideways. She, so she, she, she uses it when she wants. Yeah. So she, she was born that way then. Well, yeah. they don't know if she was a stray cat. Oh, she's, oh so they don't know if she was born that way or if she got yeah. hurt and yeah. it just kind of healed up. But, you know, kind of that yeah. way, I see. But she does, this kind of makes me think she was born that way because she has a claw on her front paw that grows, like, the wrong way. Like, it grows yeah. out to oh, the side. I see. But nothing else is wrong with that paw, so I don't know if there's something. But yeah. they said she might have to have that leg amputated one day. Um, but oh, man. I mean, the way she's yeah. acting now, unless it just gets infected or something, yeah. she's fine. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. She uses it every once in a while Yeah, to, like, propel herself, like, to a different position or to get down from something. Or sometimes she walks on it just a, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Not a whole lot. I but think she'll nice. learn how to use it. I mean, she's still, she can't be more than 10 or 12 weeks old. Yeah. So, we'll see. I think so, too. Yeah. Well, one thing... I want to say when we before we wrap this podcast up this time is um, over the break <clears throat> over the three month period that we were not shooting a podcast someone that I admire very much I listened to this man on the radio I'm almost in tears just thinking about it oh, um, <clears throat> oh I know where you're going with this I listened to him on the radio and actually him and his son's his his son and him, their podcast, Podgoats, was the inspiration for the talk podcast. Yes. I would listen to their podcast, and I was like, man, that's cool. We could totally do that. So, you know, Turtle, we did it. And uh, his name is Phil Valentine. Listen to him on my ride home from school. <laughs> Just making fun of me because I'm tearing up. No. <laughs> but anyway, you know, he, he passed away yeah. in August. And... Mm. Uh, I have a clip from uh, Super Talk 997, which is the 
radio station where he worked at. Right. I thought it was a great clip of the hosts that worked with him, his co-workers working with him. They put it together, and it's 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 his life, and it's just a it's a tribute tribute to him. Okay, it's the best word I can say. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a, it's like five or six minutes long. Yeah, I'd like to play it in its entirety, and then we can wrap up the podcast. Okay, because I feel <clears throat> that this guy, this man, played a big role. In inspiring the talk podcast, so I want to give credit where credit is due. Yes, so here indeed, is my friend. Uh, some of his uh, co-workers as they uh, celebrate uh, his life and his legacy. So let's listen in. There are two Nashvilles in Phil Valentine's life. The first was Nashville, North Carolina, where he was born, the son of a six-term Democrat U.S. Representative Tim Valentine. Yet Phil always considered himself a conservative. Phil's mom was killed in a car accident when he was but 21 years old. That's when Phil's journey into adulthood really began. Also beginning was his desire to work in radio. Phil spent some time at East Carolina State University, but they didn't have a radio program, so Phil, ever so determined, decided to enroll in the Connecticut School of Broadcasting in Charlotte, North Carolina. Phil defined perseverance and commitment, working in small radio stations around the Tar Heel State, combining his love of music and radio. And that music, it was such a part of what made Phil a pleasure to listen to. You got it! He sang with the Breeze Band and the Tams, but it was radio that really clicked for Phil Valentine. He moved to Nashville back in 1985, but had zero radio prospects. With no real way to earn a living in the industry that he loved, Phil sold gym memberships, but quickly realized that wasn't his life's work. No, he wasn't a great salesman, but that landed him a job at 96 Kiss, a pop station on Music Row. Ironically, Phil's future partner in crime, Johnny B, worked across the street. Through hard work and sheer talent, Phil became the program director of 96 Kiss and also became the staff announcer at Channel 17 and the Nashville Network. Things were finally beginning to take shape for Phil Valentine. But his future was still wide open. After working in music radio with Terry Hopkins on WLAC-FM, Phil was inspired by hearing Rush Limbaugh and began his legendary career in talk radio. When he got the talk radio bug, Phil realized his days of introducing records were over. He teamed up with various co-hosts over the years, but one of his most important partnerships began in 1993. Phil and Johnny B began their longest tenure together when Phil began his talk show in May of 1993 at 1510 WLAC. Now, later that same year, Phil came to a brand new talk radio station, WWTN FM 99.7, and it worked. It worked so well that he was discovered by programmers in Philadelphia, where Phil went off to the big time, where he found big time success, until the station asked him to change his style. Sound more like Howard Stern, they said. Well, Phil decided that his values were more important and came home to Nashville. Phil returned to 1510 WLAC on one condition. They reunite him with producer Johnny B. Of course, everyone remembers the horn honking to protest Tennessee's attempt to incorporate a state income tax. 
one of many seminal moments in the historic career of Phil Valentine. Phil spent years in both syndication and local radio here in Nashville, where he experienced years of success with his award-winning broadcasts and incredibly high ratings. Phil was always creating, challenging himself to do better, and he succeeded, writing several novels, award-winning screenplays, a documentary, and a popular podcast with his son Campbell called The Pod Goats. Phil married the love of his life, Susan, and they raised three sons together. And he also leaves an extended family of thousands of fans across Middle Tennessee and, quite frankly, across the country. Phil Valentine, a shining beacon of truth, talent, tenacity, courage, and love. Phil graced the airwaves in Nashville for decades, and he leaves behind an incredible legacy. When I first came to WTN in 2015, Brother Phil extended a hand and he said, Phil Valentine. I shook it and said, Ken Weaver. He said, you're going to love it here. Great city. Then a few years later, we all gathered at Brother Michael Del Giorno's house. And afterward, on the way home, my son, nine years old at the time, said, I like that Phil guy. I said, oh, yeah? My son said, yeah. He came up and said, Phil Valentine, and shook my hand. He's nice. And every time he heard Brother Phil on the air, he'd blurt, Phil Valentine. I've never met a cooler person. Every time I get a chance to visit with listeners, the first member of my WTN family I am asked about is Brother Phil Valentine. What's he really like, some have asked, and I tell them the truth, exactly like the guy you hear every day on the radio. There will never be another like him or the partnership he had with Brother Johnny B. Listening to them, I knew I'd arrived at someplace special. Thank you, Brother Phil, for making everyone feel important. You know, it's not an exaggeration to say that working with Phil has been a career highlight, and he's one of those monumental personalities. Without the monumental ego, he's down to earth, just a good guy. And an example, when I first came to Nashville, I was moving in and I posted to Facebook about it. And he calls me up and says to me in that southern gentleman way, it's Phil. And if you need any help moving, me and the boys can be there in 30 minutes. I look at my phone and I think, really? Yeah, that's the kind of guy Phil Valentine was. I'll never forget his voice. I'll never forget his talent. I'll certainly never forget his friendship. I will never forget Phil Valentine. God be with you, Phil. We worked for many years together, Phil, so long that you feel like a brother to me more than a co-worker or even just a friend. And no matter what happens in my life, I have those wonderful memories of all the things we did together. I love you, brother. The Bible's clear. We grieve, but not like those without hope. But we grieve, and we miss. In the case of Phil, he's our team captain. And this team will never be the same. So in faith and with a broken heart, we say rest in peace, our brother. Give Jesus a big hug for us, and we'll see you soon. I hope you had the time of your life. So that was the tribute from Super Talk 997 uh, WTN. I thought it was well done. Yes. Uh, someone who's listened to Phil for many years uh, on drives home or when I was bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, really, really good tribute. I really enjoyed it. So I thought I would share that in prayers, obviously, go out to the Valentine family. Oh, indeed, yes. <clears throat> but they have a really good podcast, Pod Goats. It's amazing. I don't know where it's going to go from here mm-hmm. uh, because Phil and his son Campbell did it together. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're going to continue that or if they're going to. You know, if Campbell's just going to do it with one of his other brothers or what is going to happen, but uh, it's on all podcast platforms, so check it out. Pod Goats. Yes. It's awesome. Yeah. 
But that's a wrap. Indeed it is. Here for the Talk Podcast, the fourth episode of the second season. Yes. After three months <laughs> of silence. Here we are again. We're back. We are back and we're back in business. business. On the move. On the move. This podcast is available on eight platforms. Eight. Well, not one, not two, but eight. But eight, yes. Anchor.fm, Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. TuneIn Radio. We also have our Facebook page, The Talk Podcast. The Talk Podcast. And we've also got a website, which I have not updated in three months, but it is <laughs> up to date with our most recent episode, The Day of Days, talking about the D-Day invasion. D-Day, the Normandy invasion. But yeah, we've got tons of stuff out there. Check it out. Uh, we've got one with the, about Friends. We've got one about Batman. Favorite media edition. We reviewed Zack Snyder's Justice League. We did Conan the Barbarian. Yes. Monsters and Mysteries in America. The Sasquatch. The Sasquatch. Uh, the the Office in America the podcast. Office. The Silent Night. John Williams, the man, the myth, the composer. The first podcast ever done. Yes. And, uh, oh, the paranormal, the unexplained, and the unwanted. Ooh. That was a creepy one. That was a creepy one. We'll have to do another Monsters one, I think, here soon. I think we should. Because mm-hmm. it's getting Halloween. It's getting Halloween it's, time. It's getting Halloween. We'll have to do something spooky. Spooky, spooky, spooky. spooky. But, Anna, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I love it when you're here. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's great. This is why I married her, folks, so I can have her all the time. (laughs) But signing off live from the Outer Rim Studios, I'm Ben. And I'm the Turtle. And we leave you with Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, a classic. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good morning, wherever you're at and wherever you're listening. See ya. Till next time. On the Talk Podcast. Yeah.